and welcome back to another episode of CareCast. I'm Ashley. I'm Maddie. And I'm Tony. And welcome back, everyone. Hello. So in acknowledgement of Women's History Month, we're going to be talking about empowering women. But first, I do want to provide resources that our office has. The first one, our campus advocate, Lena Kano. You can call or text her at 209-386-2051. And also our Valley Crisis Center, which is a 24-7 hotline, which is 209-722-4357. And with that, I'm going to pass it over to you, Tony. Mm-hmm. I just have a question for y'all real quick, you know, in honor of Women's History Month. Who are some women in your life that empower you? Um, I'm really excited for today's episode because I think there are so many awesome women in my life who empower me. Um, one of which is my aunt. Um, my aunt and I, ha- my aunt and I blah, have a really great relationship. She actually lived in Texas uh, when I was growing up, when I was young, and then moved down here when I was right before I started high school. Um, and so we lived together. We shared a room for a little bit. And so I kind of grew up with my aunt and she is so freaking awesome. She moved down here after she got divorced um, and kind of kickstarted her life again down here in California. Um, and it's just someone who's so encouraging and supportive, literally in like anything that I'm, whether it's like something that I'm struggling with or I don't know. I like want to try something new or honestly anything or even like with my education like different like career goals like she is an in, like just a huge support system in my life um that I'm really grateful for and she's someone that I definitely look up to just because after she moved down here um she's very comfortable in her like in herself um she never tries to please anybody like she just truly is who she is um and I think that's really cool and she's very much so like a homebody um she loves to be at home she loves to watch her tv shows um you know she loves to do all of these things and she's very much so into politics and whenever like you know big conversations come up she's never afraid to have those conversations and that's something that I think I've learned from her um to never be afraid to you know openly have those kinds of conversations and to really use your voice woman to you know say what you feel and to stand up for what you believe in and I don't know having a role model like her in my life has definitely impacted me uh, in so many ways and I'm just so grateful for her um but really ultimately she's taught me like what it means to like use my voice as a woman and that I should and that I should never feel inferior or like less than because I'm a woman and if anything like I deserve a seat at every table um, and so she's just someone I'm really grateful for and someone that really empowers me and that I look up to in so many ways. I want to meet your aunt right now. Like, honestly, like <laughs> your aunt sounds so awesome that I want to be friends with your aunt. Like, I want to go have brunch with your aunt right now. Like, all of us would just go have brunch with your aunt. She's so fun. Like, I, I don't know. I can just call her for anything. And just the advice that she gives is always like, it always puts me first. And she always reminds me that I should never compromise my identity for someone else's. And it's nice to have those kinds of reminders uh, just because, you know, sometimes I find myself trying to please other people because I never like to hurt anybody's feelings. And, um, you know, sometimes I may feel a certain way and I don't necessarily voice it um, for those similar reasons. And I always end up calling her and I'm like, what do I do? Um, And she just really empowers me to you know, do what's right and to live, you know, true to be true to myself and to do all of those things and just, you know, to stand up, to have those hard conversations. Um, and that, you know, if, if I do feel uncomfortable to know that it's okay, um, but to do it anyway, because I deserve, I deserve to be there and I deserve to have those kinds of conversations. So she's just someone who's super supportive 
And honestly, I love her like in herself. I just love that, um, you know, she lives her life. She's in her early 30s. Um, her birthday is actually this weekend. So shout out to her. Happy early birthday. Oh, happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> he listens to our podcast. So happy birthday. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's just so authentically her in the sense that like, you know, people around her have asked her like, oh, like, because for a long time after she came down here, she didn't date. She just did her thing. Um, and it wasn't a thing like, you know, she never cared. It, she, she just lived her life as her and how she wanted to live it. And, you know, watching TV, watching her TV shows and, you know, like um, staying at home and doing her thing was what she wanted. And, you know, when people had comments and, you know, people were like, oh, you should go out or, oh, you know, how they always do or, oh, like you should smile more. Or, oh, why don't why don't you hang out with your friends or, you know, like these annoying questions. She was just kind of like, screw you. Like, I'm living my life and I'm happy. So um, don't try to put what you want for me on me. Like I'm good. Um, and I love that. So I love that energy. And she's just a great reminder of like, sometimes I need that reminder in my life. So I'm really lucky to have her. I feel like she's like that cool aunt that like, we all aspire to be that I'm like, you yeah. know, like goes on about their life, like comes and is like, I've traveled to all these places. Like, how are you? <laughs> like type of person. Yeah, her literally like backpacked through Europe when she was like 20. Like she said, now I'm jealous before I was like, I love your aunt. Now it's like, <laughs> green jealousy (laughs) she's she's awesome um and she's someone who I'm just really grateful to have and who empowers me so much um so shout out to her this women's history month um every month because you know without her I wouldn't be the woman that I am today um but that's just someone in my life who empowers me but Ashley do you have anyone in your life who empowers you I think I would have to go with the basic one (laughs) I'm just kidding it's not basic my mom (laughs) my mommy um I think she's just someone who is just a very stable person who's there for me for whatever that I know that like whether I be calling her like at 2 a.m. like she's gonna be there for me and something about my mom I think too is that she tries not to judge and she doesn't understand um she'll she'll try to learn and like me and my mom have very different beliefs on certain things but when we have when we have conversations I feel like she really like takes the time to understand my point of view and is like, okay, I may not agree with what you're doing or whatever it is, but I'm going to support you in it regardless. So I think that's one of the things that I love the most about my mom because throughout everything, like, <laughs> I'm like, hey, you know, like, I don't know if I want to go to church anymore. It was a battle, but then it was like, okay, that's totally fine. And she now supports me in saying like, oh, you know what? Like, Asha doesn't want to go to church. I don't agree with it, but she's old enough and I've taught her um well enough I've taught her morals that she's able to make her own conclusions and like who are you to judge her yeah <laughs> even though she like re- religiously goes to church she like backs me up when I say I don't want to do that and I feel like she's like that in many other ways um and it's just like really nice to know that like I don't have to fear as much as like I think I will always fear my mom because she's like the typical Latina with the chancla with like that sandal <laughs> that if like you get out of line like <laughs> it's there but at the same time it's like I know that like if let's say I'm in an unsafe environment or for whatever reason like I know my sister my older sister <laughs> she's like gotten drunk and like my mom prefers for her to call her and be like hey can you call me to pick you up like I don't like you going on uber like I don't care if it's an hour away, I'll go pick you up. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and I think it's just really nice. Like, not that I do that. That's the thing that I don't even do that. <laughs> but knowing that I have that option is just like yeah. really nice to know. But I think she's just gone through a lot. Like she's from Mexico originally and she was a teen mom. So I think she got like pregnant with me at 18. And then like knowing that she didn't know about contraceptives very well, didn't know anything about that. And like still was like, hey, you know what? I'm going to have this child. And then she like came to the U.S. when she was like six, seven months pregnant. Wow. <laughs> and Like she crossed the border at that like stage in the pregnancy and I'm like you were crazy like I was in Mexico but she was like no like I wanted to give you a better life like and that's like reason I came like I want to give you a better life and like this woman like is just like she taught herself how to drive because my dad didn't want to teach her how to drive because he was like like no I'll drive you everywhere blah blah but she was like no fuck this like I'm gonna learn how to drive because I need to know for my daughter and for myself and so she got, she learned, she got someone to teach her, like, for, like, when she knew a little more and was like, okay, we're going to the freeway, we're going to see how this goes. <laughs> and so, like, that thing where, like, she, she's starting school, she's, actually, she's graduating this semester with her wow. AA in child development, because her dream since she was younger was to become a preschool slash kindergarten teacher. Oh. And, like, that was put on hold, obviously, because of me <laughs> and then, like, all my younger siblings. So, to me, it's, like, damn, like, my mom, like, went back to school is getting her AA, yeah. like, is learning English, like, knows English now, and is, like, a bad bitch. <laughs> like, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And so, I just, like, yeah, I think, like, my mom's, like, the most, like, empowering woman that I can find that where life throws stuff at her um like divorce where she's never worked and she's like I'm gonna figure this out like and she does and she's got us this far <laughs> like so every time I'm like I'm me being at university is not because of me um like yes I've done so many things but I could not be here if it were not for her support for her continuous like tell me like you need to go to college like you need to have an education like you need to be independent totally supports me in everything like she I was lucky enough and privileged enough that I didn't have to work throughout high school and her and my stepdad mom call my dad <laughs> um agreed that like they didn't want me to go work again like I, I'm in a very privileged state where they wanted me to focus on school on volunteering on activities because they felt like that was important for me and then my mom always pushes me to be more and so yeah I just think she's like the most empowering person I can think of <laughs> She sounds awesome. Congratulations to her on her AA. That's so cool. Yeah, I, I'm. I, I, I wish that they had the the walk on graduation. Even though she said she oh. wouldn't go, because she's like, I'm old, and I'm like, no, 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 like, no, you need to go. Yeah, it's so special. So I know me and Maddie have been talking a lot about the women that we find empowering in our lives. Do you have anyone, Tony? You know, honestly, I would have to say my aunt and my grandma. Only because they're basically the ones that kind of raised me. My mom worked a lot. You know, my mom empowered me too, but like in her own way, she worked a lot. And I later on learned like, ah, you know, she's a really hard worker and she's really dedicated. And just overall, like a lot, a lot of good things are said about her at work. And I like now when I'm like in the working field, I'm like, ah, you know, like, dang, my mom was really cool. Like at work. Right. But my aunt and my grandma have just been like this highlight my entire life, like just. My aunt is, like, 
very like very similar to how like Maddie was describing her aunt, just like always spoke her mind, always got in trouble for it, especially with my grandparents because they're very like traditional. Yeah, and, <laughs> and because she was like the youngest like daughter, my grandparents expected her to get married really soon, have kids, you know, like just fulfill that role, a uh, traditional role they believe the woman should fill. And my aunt being, the aunt, being who she is, she was like, no, I don't want to get married. I don't want kids. And at the time when I was born, and my mom had me pretty young, uh, my aunt was like 15, kind of like in her teens, right? So she already kind of saw like what having a child looked like from, from my mom, basically her sis- her sister. And she raised me, like she basically fulfilled that parent role. But in the eyes of my grandparents, you know, they were like, you have to get married, all that, whatever. So she defied them in a lot of ways. Like, you know, she got herself a job and they were very mad. They were like, what are you doing getting a job? Women aren't, you know, she got a job. She was so proud of herself. And with the money, she bought her own car. And the thing was that when she bought the car, she didn't know how to drive. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And my grandpa was like, I'm not teaching you how to drive because you should be married to a man who can drive you, you know? And she was like, why would I want to marry a guy to drive me everywhere? You know, like, why, why, why does it have to result to that? Why can't I learn how to drive? So she taught herself how to drive. And it was funny because when she used to tell me and when she used to drive me around too, she she was pretty she was pretty aggressive driving, like just always speed not like speeding, but like she would test it, you know, and I'd be like, Whoa, whoa, hard turns. I'd be like, Whoa, whoa. Now that I drive, I'm like, whoa. Um, and she just really like did a lot on her own. And it resulted in her like kind of like getting kicked out a lot. And she always bounced back. She always just came back. She would always find a window. She was sneaking back to her own house, like just to like get back in, you know, get her stuff. Or she would just always find a way to just continue doing what she wanted. And even when she did decide like, okay, maybe I do want kids. Maybe I, you know, I found this guy I really like, you know, she did it her own way. Despite like a lot of pressure, a lot of family pressure. And even after she had like my cousins and everything, like I was kind of old enough to kind of raise her kids. So it was like, this like cycle of like you know but she was always telling me like whenever we hung out like you know whatever anyone tells you especially if their family like you know do whatever you want to do and she would very much support me in a lot of things and even now she tells me like look because sometimes I'll spiral and be like I don't know what I'm doing I don't know where I'm going with my life and she always tells me like she always just reassures me and tells me that there's always a path there's no reason to freak out you know and she'll remind me that like you know, sometimes she felt that way and she had no one to talk to. And now she's so happy that she could be someone I could talk to. And, you know, someone, she could guide me in ways. And I'm just like, wow. wow. Um, and sometimes she'll even, she'll even tell me, like, if I get a job somewhere, like, don't be upset with this. Like, you, you know, there's something for you. There's always going to be something for you. Don't Don't think this is like forever. You know, like, if you like it, if you don't like it, like, it's always just going to be something you experience. And I'm like, it's great. And then with my grandma, my grandma just kind of fulfilled like that very like homebody, just at home, like grandmother. And like, as I got older, we talked a lot more and she like, she calls me her favorite. And I, I'm always like, you know, <laughs> um, I'm not going to deny it. Right. <laughs> but she's, as I've gotten older, she's been very like open-minded, which I didn't suspect, like I didn't expect from her because, you know, the history with my aunt, I was like. One time she was watching like a novella and it had like, um, I think a transgender character. And my grandma was like, yes, yes. Like my grandma was rooting for this character. And I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) 
And I was like, wait, do you? Because I, I wasn't sure, like, to what extent she knew about, like, not only, like, LGBTQ plus community, but overall just transgender people or the trans community. And I asked her, I was like, oh, like, like, you know, you know what's going on? And she's like, yeah, I know what's going on. And she'll just explain to me because I don't watch the novella and she'll tell me like the whole plot and she'll be like, yeah. And like, I forgot what the premise was, but I remember her saying like, I'm so happy that this person found their way to identify. And like, if that was me, because at the time I was cutting my hair really short, I was like, you know, exploring my own gender identity. She was like, if that's you, like, just know I fully support you. You're still my favorite. And just keep doing what you're doing there's nothing you could do that i will that'll make me hate you and i'm like <laughs> i'm literally gonna cry <laughs> i love my grandma i love my grandma and it's just funny because like even when my mom hears it my mom's like wait a minute because my mom's like what you know like both i think my aunt and my mom aren't super close to their parents which you know again is like i, I see it but it's funny when they see me really close to my grandma because they're like wait a minute <laughs> you know like what's happening here and it's like we always team up we're always like punking on my grandpa for being like a very machismo masculine guy of like like you know holding this upholding this traditional like expectation of women and men and we're always like punking on him like you know (laughs) like when I I feel like I mentioned it before when I carried the chair my grandma would not let him breathe she was like you (laughs) let your grandchild carry that (laughs) what happened to the more you know like she'll just pong on him and I'm like grandma <laughs> so like both my aunt and my grandma have really just taught me to like like within family you know like my grandma has taught me comfort and to just accept who I am and my aunt taught me that like allow other people or like you know sh- not be ashamed of who I am and show people that I'm capable of my skills and like what I, I'm able to do and how like everything's just an experience whether or not you know it leads somewhere or somewhere or not but yeah I think we found like a very common theme where we are like I don't know what we're doing like we need help and I think it's really important that we all have that one person that we can go and be like hey I'm freaking out here like what do I do and (laughs) can I just give us that comforting voice like hey it's okay like everything's gonna it's gonna be all right like how you said you're how Tony you said that your aunt says like oh everyone has a path I know my mom always tells me like don't worry about it like God has a plan like <laughs> even the best made plans like don't don't happen like don't worry about it and I know like I'm sure you said that like your aunt helps you too Maddie absolutely I feel, literally feel like with anything um and I don't know, sometimes as like a woman of color in higher education, um, I think that I struggle with imposter syndrome sometimes, especially walking into like white male dominated spaces. Um, It's, I don't know, like sometimes it's just really discouraging, like when you have your hand raised and you say something and then, you know, a guy says something right after you and basically repeats what you said and then gets praised for it. And then you kind of get like glazed over. And so, like, things like experiences like that in higher education have kind of made me feel out of place sometimes. Um, I also think being first-gen has something to do with it as well. But I don't know, having, like, my aunt in my life, um, she's just someone who I think understands where I'm coming from. Um, And she's very progressive like I am. And she's just, she's, like, a hardcore feminist. um, And I love it through and through. And, you know, she just reminds me, like, 
Maddie, like you have all of the potential in the world to go out and, and achieve whatever it is that you want to achieve. Um, and like never try to achieve like someone else's dream, but like live up to your own dreams. Um, and, you know, if if men or whoever um, try to make you feel uncomfortable in specific spaces, like don't let them like you have the power. Don't let them take it. Um, and I think having someone in my life like that is just I just feel so lucky um, and I'm so grateful because, you know, I, I think about like what my college experience would be like without someone like that in my life. Um, so shout out to her. And, you know, she's just like I mentioned, like a hardcore feminist. Um, and I love it. Like this election season when we went out to vote, she bought us um, matching shirts that said vote for women. Uh, and you know, we went to our local polls um, and we took pictures together with our masks um, and our shirts that said vote for women. And we also she also bought us pins that said vote for women as well. Um, and then also like matching Roe v. Wade shirts. Um, and it's like a woman like with her legs spread and then like over her like private area, it's like a heart. Um, and so, you know, like just things like that. Like, I'm really grateful that I have someone in my life who like I can relate to and who just encourages me and pushes me to be like, at, I guess just the best person that I can be like in any area of my life. So I'm just so lucky to have her. Um, and I really love hearing y'all stories about like the women in your lives who empower you just because I don't know, it makes me smile. Like it makes me happy. Um, that we're able to, you know, have these women to look up to and and be able to relate to and rely on. Definitely. I need to see those shirts and those pictures. <laughs> yeah, I need, yeah, yes. You know what? <laughs> I need one of those shirts. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, I want that Roe v. Wade <laughs> shirt. It's everything. I love it. And then I love wearing it around, like, specific family members who I know it's it's not going to sit right with. It brings me joy. Oh, you're brave. I can't. It's it's the little wins. I know I would get in an argument. Uh. It's the little things. I wanted to ask also, because I know we're talking about women in our lives. I wanted to ask if there are any women outside our lives, maybe that we see, you know, in media, overall, wherever that empower you as well. I think something that um, Maddie was bringing up was like in higher ed and that imposter syndrome and I feel that sometimes, and I know we felt that recently, me and Maddie, where we went to um, a retreat where it was mostly um, women who were women, but um, positions of power were all white women. Mm-hmm. And not to discount like their accomplishments, but something that I do want to bring up was how in our office, our bosses, our leaders are women of color and how much did they empower us? To a point that I feel like that I almost forgot <laughs> that not every place is like our office where we have that support system, where we have women of color as leaders that I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot like the rest of the world doesn't like this. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely agree, Ashley. Um, that experience made me feel a little out of place um, and I think a little insecure um and so Ashley and I had to go back to the rest of like our staff um and we kind of reported on like our experiences at this uh, meeting and we um well I think we both kind of shared how we were feeling a little out of place um and that imposter syndrome like feeling um and both of our bosses were so incredibly supportive um and they both really reminded us I think that like you know we deserve a seat at that table um and we you know are we're exactly where we're meant to be. Um, and the work that we do in our office is incredibly valuable. Um, and so we should never feel out of place or, you know, beneath anyone else because, you know, all of our work 
shouldn't be discredited, right? Because, you know, as women of color, we do really awesome things. Um, and just hearing those words from those women of color in those leadership positions, um, to me, was really moving. Um, and it was just a great reminder, um, you know, from other women who you know, I look up to, for one, um, but also, you know, like women I hope to be like one day, um, that I guess that, you know, we do deserve like these spots and these, we, we deserve like these seats in these spaces. And we should never try to give up that space because we feel a little bit of that insecurity. Um, and I hope that as like we get older, that insecurity fades. Um, but to be honest, I don't think that it ever will. Um, and so I think that in itself is why I'm so grateful to have all of these women in my life. Because even when I feel that little bit of insecurity or, you know, like that, that feeling creeps in, they're there to remind me that, you know, I'm awesome and we're awesome. Um, and we deserve to be exactly where we are. So for those who don't know, um, our boss, the prevention education coordinator is Valera Villanueva. Um, we call her Val in our office just as a way to be more casual. And then our director um, is Yesenia Curiel, who's wonderful. She's so sweet, so supportive. Um, and then at the very top, we have Dania Matos, who's the associate chancellor and chief diversity officer. So I think they're just like really empowering women who we see the work being done at our university, in our office, who just kind of like, let me know, like, hey, I can achieve that. Like, I can be an independent woman. I can have a job. I can hold positions of power. And I think they're just very, like, inspiring. But is there anyone that y'all have that you see in the media that are like, wow, like, I want to be them? <laughs> or like, just find super inspiring, like, outside of work? Or our lives, like personal lives? I personally love AOC. Um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I think that she's so badass. Um, I love her. Um, if anyone doesn't know who she is, she is the youngest woman ever to serve in the United States Congress. Um, so she is a politician. Um, and she is really like at the forefront of all of these progressive issues. Um, and so I just, I, I just love her. Um, you know, she's all about equality. She's been a super vocal leader about um, LGBTQ plus rights. Um, she's really big on climate change. Um, and she's also really big on calling out the prevalent sexism in politics um, and in our society in general. Um, and it's just, I don't know, it's really refreshing to see someone um, in the political sphere um, who challenges all of these men in power. Um, and especially as like that woman of color that she is, like I, she's just someone that I look up to um, and someone that I like see myself in, I think. And so I don't know, I just before this, I was like looking up quotes um, like of things that like she said before. Um, and a couple of months ago, I don't know if y'all like ever um, like read into this or like heard about it, but um, I believe she was like walking out of the Capitol building and another representative um, called her a bitch. Um, and it like sparked like this whole thing. And she ended up writing this really, really eloquent speech. Um, and I don't, I, know, I don't know, it was just so empowering the way that she talked about her experiences and the way that men, I guess, so flippantly use these things um, and like this harmful, abusive language towards women um, and then how they get away with it. And so like um, this person who called her these names, like didn't even want to apologize Um and, you know, as she talked about it, she was like, I'm not going to lay awake like at night waiting for 
um, an apology from a man who thinks it's okay to abuse women. And I was just like, period. Like, I just, I don't know. There's so many different things that AOC just embodies and represents that I love um, and that I really look up to. I just think she's so cool. I think for <laughs> definitely AOC, I love just whenever I see AOC, I'm like, yes. You know, just love seeing her. I love hearing her. But for me, I think it would be um, Marsha P. Johnson. Um, mostly because she's always in my head. She lives in my head rent-free all the time, especially especially during <laughs> Pride Month. I'm just like, Marsha P. Johnson. And I also, like, um, in high school, I did, like, my one of my, like, final, like, when I, went, when I was graduating, my final project was to do uh, a presentation or, like, an autobiography of a of an activist and at the time we had to choose and and by choose I mean like the teacher laid out like these cards and like you had to choose from the cards and there was like a brief description of each uh activist on these cards and I just forever just remember just Marsha P. Johnson as a as an activist and just a self-identified drag queen and just overall how she was at the forefront for gay liberation during the Stonewall, Stonewall riots alongside like Sylvia Rivera and just reading and doing research on, on her and everything that she did, I was blown away. I was, I just, I couldn't believe like all, all the, all the attack, all the violence they faced. And yet she, not only her, but like a lot of other activists just stood their ground and just continued to fight for, for the rights of just, of gay rights at the time, just a gay rights, you know, just fighting for that, those rights was more prominent over other rights, right? Like um, of other LGBTQ plus community. <laughs> and I just had like blown away, just blown away. And like, it got to the point where I would tell my aunt about, about Marsha and I'd, I'd just be like, can you believe that like, just them at the, at the bar, just hanging out because they weren't allowed to hang out at any other bar you know and then even even when they hung out there they still got violent attacks the most violent ever that started everything which this at the stone wall and just being so strong like just against everyone in like in society at the time in like the city just like the police the, the public getting rocks thrown at you like just violent over the top attacks and just being able to achieve so much, like being able to push the movement so far that it just it just skyrocketed. And since then, I've just always thought about Marsha P. Johnson and how the P just stands for, I think it was like, <laughs> pay no mind, pay no mind. So it's like Marsha, pay no <laughs> mind, Johnson. And it's just like, I love, I, it was just amazing. I love that. I didn't know that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I actually didn't learn about Marsha P. Johnson until last June when mm-hmm. our office did like a highlight. And I was like, who is this person? And then I was like, oh my God, like I never knew about this. I don't know about y'all, but I love Megan the Stallion. Megan! <laughs> yes. To me, she's just so empowering. She just has that, like, I'm going to do what I want. And I'm. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I also think Cardi B as well. Cardi B, um, both of them are just so empowering um, in their music, um, just about like female sexuality as a whole. I just, I love it. Like, live your best mm-hmm. life. Like, you know, just, 
I don't know. It makes me so happy. Um, and like, I, I just love how Cardi is just so like blunt about like the way that mm-hmm. she is. Um, and like, I even think in an interview one time, someone asked her, um, about like her music and like about being a role model. And she was basically like, I'm not trying to be any, like a role model for anyone. Like, I'm just living my life. And I was like, I love you. And she said something like, you know, it's not up to me, like, what you let your kids watch. Um, I don't let my daughter, like, watch my music videos or listen to my music. And she was like, but it's something that, like, empowers me. So, you know, I'm going to live my life. And I just, I love that. Um, Like, just, I don't know, just being your true self and, like, expressing your sexuality and, and being entirely confident and just, you know, going out there and just... I don't know and they're both so beautiful and just so empowering I love them I I can go on and on about both yeah I feel that I I think I remember the backlash she got because um she was filming and she was like dancing but then she turned it off because her daughter was there and people were like saying like oh so our children can listen to it but not your children and then she's like I make music for adults not for children and I think that was like really important because I was like she's right like she she doesn't target to children (laughs) she targets Mm -hmm. to adults Mm -hmm. and like adults um are there children that listen to their her perhaps (laughs) um but I feel like even then like it's very empowering knowing that like as a young child not young child but like because everyone every parent has the right to teach their children how they want to but I think it's important for like maybe teenage women teenage girls to be like hey like it's okay to be like proud of my sexuality like like um to be proud of my sexuality to know that that's an option to be proud that's not something we should be embarrassed about or that we should be slut shamed for so I think that's like a big reason why I love Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion and I forget one other person that like I can't believe I forgot Lizzo oh like Lizzo Oh my gosh, I she- love her so much. That's cereal. <laughs> the, the her what was it? Her fruit nature cereal. Was, yeah, yeah, nature cereal. I was about to say, I'm like nature cereal. <laughs> Amazing. I feel like Lizzo's um lyrics are just so empowering. How like one of the most like. If he don't love you any more than just walk out that door. And to me, like, my mom's like, mm-hmm. what are you listening to? I was like, are you listening? That, like, if you're not getting respect, like, you have the power yeah. to, like, leave that situation. And I'm like, mm-hmm. like, this is, like, so wonderful. Yeah. Knowing your worth. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I feel like it's very, like, knowing your worth. Knowing how important you are. How beautiful you are. Um, Like, they're just so uplifting. I think we discussed a lot of women that empower us. And I think this is a good place to just wrap up, you know, it, leaving it on a really high note. All these women are the high note. Um, if there are any last thoughts or, you know, just anything you want to say. Um, to all of the badass women out there. Um, I hear you. I support you. I see you. Um, and I just want to give a reminder that you're awesome. Not only this month because it's Women History Month, but every month um, and every day. Yeah, I want to thank all of those powerful women out there because I don't think y'all realize that when I see a confident woman that I'm like, I want to be her. I don't care if it's like two seconds. If I know you for a long time, 
when I see empowered women, they motivate me so much. So thank you to all those women out there who are living the best life, um, who are fighting for what they want. Like y'all are wonderful. And so thank you so much for being those role models for me. And if y'all can think of some role models or empowering women that we didn't talk about, please put in our comments. Let us know who you found empowering. And with that, I hope y'all stay tuned for the next episode. Uh, keep up with our social medias at UCMCARE, UCM Care on Instagram. And also look out for any of our future projects. I hope you all have a great day. Bye. Bye. Bye, y'all.